Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hooked. Adjective. Curved like a hook. As in, a golden eagle with hooked beak. Informal. Addicted. As in, a girl who got hooked on cocaine. This is Sunny Hollywood Pooney from the Growing Up Rock Podcast and Podcast Rock City, and you are listening to Jay Scott on The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Time to get hooked! <laughs> back everybody i'm your host jay scott this is the hook rocks the ultimate rock community podcast hope you're doing well hope you're ready to get back into the swing of things for 2021 the holiday season is officially over winter is in full swing and i don't know about you but we've got some snow over new year's some cold weather it's supposed to warm up here outside of chicago but we are in for a long cold winter and there's nothing better to do than to listen to podcasts and new rock music. And we're going to supply that for you today as we continue our top 20 albums in 2020. And we're going to do the top 10. I'd like to welcome back Mr. Chris Corradetti. What's going on, man? How are you? Good. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been a long time since we chatted. So I hope you're doing yeah, well. Yeah, real long. 
All week, we've been doing the best of series here on the Hook Rocks. We started out with EPs on Monday. We did. We then we then did the twenty through eleven of two thousand twenty. We also added in the five that just missed, and here we are counting down the top ten to number one. I'd like to remind everybody that last year, Chris and I both picked Rival Sons' Feral Roots. That was our album of the year in two thousand nineteen. I don't know if we're going to have the same album this year. Something tells me that we're not, but... Yeah, if I were if I were a gambling man, I'm going to say no. But I guess it's possible. It is possible, but I think what's really exciting about the conversation we're having so far is you and I both picked so many albums that were not in our lists throughout the year. So, yeah. you know, if somebody was trying to predict what we were going to choose as our top albums based on our picks, you know, our quarterly choices that we did throughout the year, I'm sure they're surprised because we just were just picking stuff that I didn't pick and you didn't pick. And, you know, and it just goes to show the longer you sit with something, you can always change your mind on that. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So no, it was, uh, it was really interesting. I mean, like today I was looking to, you know, I was listening to Blackwater Conspiracy today. Um, you know, it was just, you know, just a stunning album like we talked about yesterday. And the choices that you had and I had made for a really good, exciting show. So I hope people are enjoying it. I hope it's inspiring people to check out some of the stuff that we mentioned and we rated. I know there's probably albums that are going to be left off this list that are going to disappoint some of you, and that's okay. We all have our own personal taste. We're not saying that these albums are better than any other albums, but these are just my top 20 and Chris's top 20 and what we like and what we're listening to. I think the um, reading the tea leaves of the, the Hook Rocks fan club, uh, everyone seems to think that they know what your number one album is going to be. Yeah. And I, I, I might throw some money on that. I think that's a pretty pretty legit bet i just don't know if that's going to be where you're going to go so i'm excited to see what you're gonna what your ultimate number one is yeah yeah i know i've seen that i've seen that i've seen where (laughs) jay we already know what you're going to choose for your number one um you know who knows who knows what i'm going to pick i think i've surprised some people i think you've surprised some people in our 20 through 11 so you know without further ado Let's get to our show and let's get to the album rankings. Before we do, though, I'd like to mention a few albums that didn't make the top 20, didn't make the five that were just left out. These albums deserve some recognition. Some of these albums I've talked about all year. Um, I'd like to talk about the Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons new album. The, Good stuff. Yeah, the new Armored Saint album is really awesome. Uh, the Rocket Dolls released a great album earlier this year. Um, yep. All those albums for me, those three albums, were also pretty highly ranked on my list as well. Um, and, you know, just didn't make it. Uh, Corey Taylor's new album was really good. Uh, so, yeah, I... Um, I like to mention those. There's probably others that I'm forgetting, but those are the ones off the top of my head that I really do 
uh, want to make mention of. How about you? Uh, there was one that, that we left off the other day. Um, it was my number six, kind of, so my 26th, per se. Um, and it's a band out of South Africa. Uh, born, uh, the band name is Blackbone Nation. The album's Born to Rock. Really good, really good hard rock album. Just a pretty straightforward stuff. A lot of great songs. Bottoms Up, Live to Ride, Play My Game. I've seen a, a, some people earlier in the year were talking about it when it first came out. I think it came out January, February. It was the first quarter album. Just missed my list then, but a really good album. So I'm um, glad we're taking the opportunity to uh, to give a quick shout to some of these other albums. Yeah, yeah. You know, and now as I'm talking and having this conversation, I'd also like to uh, mention Small Town Titans in their album Ride, which was oh a, yeah, yeah, yep. a, a really good album. I had. Uh, Blackbone Nation as well. You turned me on to that band. I thought they're phenomenal. Uh, Tokyo Motor Fist and the album Lion, you know, is, yeah. a, is a really, really good album that um, makes me happy when I listen to it. Uh, yeah, that, that's on Youngblood is one of my, is probably a top 10 favorite song of the year. That, it's a good album and a great song. The other album that I want to mention is a really cool different album but it really for me I, i've really connected with it um and that's bill fisher mass hypnosis in the dark triad um really oh, cool yeah. stuff really cool stuff that's right you, you turned me under that back in the fall yeah no i um I, I got by accident again the algorithm of youtube um you know, bit me again, and sure enough, I really got into it and really liked it. Uh, Devil Skin Red is another great album that I want to mention. See, now that I'm now that I'm thinking, now I'm I'm starting to, <laughs> you know, the Sadler Vaden album that was not on my list but on yours. Um, yep, yep. You know, really, really good stuff there. Uh, we mentioned the two uh, instrumental albums that I thought highly of yesterday, Joe Satriani's and red beaches, Marcus King, El Dorado, another great album. Oh yeah. We talked about that in the first quarter. That was a really good album. Yeah. yeah. So, so those were, I hope those are not on your top 10, any of the ones that I've mentioned, but, um, you know, these are the ones that uh, I really did enjoy that I think deserve at least a mention here at the end of our show. All right. And then ready to go. Well, <laughs> before we do that as well, no, uh, you know, you know me. I'm not always the most organized person in the world, but Jay's walking up to the line of scrimmage and calling an audible right now. <laughs> <laughs> but my son uh, sent over a top ten list of releases over the past year. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's cool. EPs and albums. He went ahead and put together his list. I know. I do talk about him a lot on the shows he's been on twice over the past 18 months he's a kid that really loves rock and roll he's really got some friends that are really getting into the music too as well he's got a he plays guitar he's got a friend that's a drummer that they jam he just got another friend that got a guitar so he's kind of building up a little gang of rockers at the high school he goes to and it's really cool and that's you know i always kind of see that on the front lines of what kids are listening to what kids are into so a lot of what i talk about i'm I'm living it firsthand you know so it's um it's awesome it's awesome to see that yeah 
And it's awesome to experience that. I mean, I kind of did the same things, and here he is exchanging music and listening to everything from new music to, like, CCR and Zeppelin and the Kinks, and he's got some really, really good taste, and, you know, he keeps developing um, He keeps developing his musical his, taste. I've seen some of his playlists, so I'm, I'm really interested to see what his, his favorite albums are. Yeah, yeah, so... Let me run down the list. So if you know, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you the ones that I'm not familiar with. Um, and then you can say, say if you've heard the album or have heard of the band or not. But at number 10 is a band called 45 South. And this is their self-titled debut. I'm not familiar with them. Um, me neither. Yeah. Number nine is the album Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Not familiar with that either. Number no. number eight is Strange Days by the Struts. All right, there we go. Number seven is CMFT by Corey Taylor. Number Oh, like Father Like Son. Yes, <laughs> yes. Number six, We Are Chaos by Marilyn Manson. That's a great album. Yeah. He, a, that was a really good album. Yeah. Good pick. He really raves about that. Um number five is the album Pressure by Tyler Bryant. One of your five that just leave missed. Off. <laughs> yeah, one of your leave-offs. We'll discuss that later. Um, the number four album that he ranks is Threw It All Away by The Jacks. Oh, I'm not familiar with that. I am. They're a really good band. I like them a lot. Um, number three is Sun Via by Nick Perry. Number, hmm. I wonder where he would have come across that. <laughs> he well, you know what? In in well, fairness, he turned me on to Nick Perry. Ah, uh, okay. He turned me on to Nick Perry. Um, number two is the talk, the EP from South of Eden. And I made mention of this yesterday. His number one selection is the self-titled album by Crownlands. So that's, uh, that's not a bad list. That is a good not list. a bad list at all. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested in checking out 45 South and in, in, uh, the album Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Or Bridges. I, I don't know if he misspelled that or not, but I'm, I'm looking to check that out. So yeah. thank you. And I got to check out the, the Jacks. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll like them. I think you'll, you'll, you'll dig them. So have fun <laughs> with that. So, all right, without further ado, let's get into our top 10. I started it off yesterday. You're going to start it off today. What is your number one? I'm sorry. What is your tenth ranked <laughs> album in 2020? Um, it's an album that's been discussed. Uh, you you had it on your list earlier. Um, it was my number two album of the first quarter. It's one of the longest album titles I've ever seen in my life. Two tales in the dirty truth of love and revolution from. Blackwater Conspiracy. I, I would like to literally repeat everything you said because y- your your discussion or your description of it was, was perfect. Um, it's just a really good bluesy southern rock album. Um, I, I know you hate this, but when I think of the phrase, you know, the new wave of classic rock, that sound, like these guys are that. You know, that 
it, it's kind of got that good throwback southern rock sound uh, eminently enjoyable and listenable um, still to this day I mean I think it came out in, in February and, and like you were saying you listen to it today um, I listened to it two days ago <laughs> it, it's that good um, and deservedly a, a spot in the top ten yeah, you know it is a it is a great album, and like I mentioned yesterday, it's it's beautifully arranged. It's just stunning in terms of just the music and the lyrics. It really is. You know, the only thing about that album is, you know, I keep thinking of did I rate that album too low because it's a really really good album, but there are some also really good albums right in front of it. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it, no. it's hard when you when you look at it and you go, you know, with with a lot of these where I go, I can't believe this album's right here, and I look at it and, and look at everything above it. And I'm like, well, I listen to, I know I listen to those more than this, <laughs> so it, it's hard to place some of these. Yeah, no, it's a solid choice, definitely. You know, um, great album, beautiful album. Uh, with a great cover. Yeah, <laughs> not that that means anything. No, it does. Cool it does. You know, it, it, it we. We talked offline after our conversation last time, and we were talking about the band Lachinga yep. and how their album covers are really cool and a throwback and interesting. You know, I mean, that was the thing when we went to record stores back in the day. When we saw an interesting cover, it would it would pique our interest. Like, wow, I got to listen to this. What does this sound like? What does this sound yep. like? You know, so you know that's something that I think was lost over last you know decade and a half. And and I encourage new bands and even you know existing bands that are that have been around for a while don't lose sight of what an interesting cover can do to the imagination of someone picking it up and looking at it and i know a lot of things are digital and in the appreciation of the physical copy is you know losing ground every day but that album cover still means something so don't you know don't just think because it's digital now it doesn't matter it still does yeah, that that whole uh, stoner rock, you know, genre, for the most part, has really cool <laughs> album covers. They, they 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 are entrenched in the cool album cover artwork. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I mean, even One Thousand Mods has got some really interesting covers too, as well. Yep. So, yep. Well, cool. Good choice at All number right. ten. What do you have? I have. Nick Perry, Sun Via, as my son just ranked number three. I have it at number 10. A great album. Uh, had the pleasure of interviewing Nick Perry uh, last month. Great guy. Uh, very insightful and, you know, has a lot to say. I described this album in our interview as a celebration of music. Um, and I believe that. And the reason why I say that is because there's so many different types of music in on this album you know you've got your floyd influenced you know type of music you've got a couple things that are very reminiscent of like the kinks and the beatles and you've got your blues rock too in there too as well so it's a very well done album and it really is like i said if it's a celebration of all that inhibits rock and roll and different types of music styles. And I really think it's very well done. Sometimes when an artist tries to be very, I don't think the word, ambitious 
is the right word I was looking for. I was going to say aggressive, but very ambitious and try to do what Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves did. It does kind of lose a little bit of a direction. I've I've heard albums where, okay, what does this album want to be? I don't get that feeling with Sun Via. I get, you know, just more of a celebration, and he does it very well, and the band does it very well. So that's my number 10. Um, but again, great, great record. That's a really good pick. It's um, it's like a, a smile on your face record, you know, regardless of what you're yeah. doing. Um, you, you know, you could be out clean in the garage. You put that on, you're going to have a smile on your face. Like It's just, it, it's, it's kind of engaging yet relaxing. I, I don't know if that's an appropriate description, but, but uh, enjoyable. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, Absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. I can't wait for more material. I can't wait to see him live. I'm really looking forward to that. There's so many bands on these lists that you and I are talking about that, like, I don't know. I I, I may apply for like a uh, a loan to go see all the concerts that'll be coming once this pandemic's over. <laughs> you know, I didn't I didn't realize this um, when you and I had spoke offline about him. And you were telling me about the album and to give it a listen, and I was listening to it. I didn't make the connection of his previous band. It, it, it didn't click for me. But I've seen him. I saw him and his band open for Van Halen. Yeah. Uh, when I lived in Boston, and and and, and uh, it, it it was funny. It just clicked while I was listening to the podcast, and he was talking about. It. I was like, oh, wait a minute, I've seen this guy before. <laughs> They, they, I, I do remember they put on a show, and as much as it pains me, as Van Halen is my most favorite band in the land, they put on a shit show. <laughs> Van Halen was not good that night, or I should say, the legend was not good that night. Yeah, th- I, but that's I, neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, I think this was the tour where Eddie was not doing very well in terms of right. his demons. Um, well, I mean, it, the whole the, and the stage presence was bad. I mean, Sammy Hagar just did not want to be on the same side. I mean, he was, he was climbing up. He was, he was up in the rafters. He would stay on Mike's side. You know, it was just, it was, it was just you know, when, when you're that big of a fan and you see the band and you're, you can literally see that this is not going well and they're not putting a good product out. It was a bummer. Well, Sammy even talks okay. about in his book where he didn't know if Eddie was going to make it on stage some nights. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it was bad. It was really bad. So, yeah. But anyway, um, anyway, not to get off on a side side show, but yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I yeah, Silver Tide, and wasn't he also in Shine Down for a little bit? Yep, yeah. yep. I got. He had a cup of coffee there. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. So, what's your number nine? Resume. My number nine is a great album. It's such a good album. Such a good album that it missed your list. It was in one of your your last five, but it, but it missed your list. Uh, so I'm happy that 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 we're able to talk a little more about it. And that is the album "Kiss the Sky" from Bad Touch, my number one album from the second quarter. The great bluesy rock and roll uh, album, just full of hooks and grooves, with a little bit of soul and a little bit of gospel. Um, I would love to see this band uh, live because I, I, the lead singer Stevie Winwood has a great voice, but he just strikes me in some of the videos that I think he's got a great stage presence. He, he's he's 
you know, he's got some swagger to him, and I, and I, it comes across in the music. But I, I would really, I think I would really enjoy seeing a live show by them. I'm willing to bet that he puts on a hell of a performance. Um, my favorite song is "Come a Little Closer" and "I Get High." Uh, Strut is obviously their their the single that they released out there, which is great. And then their, I, I believe I brought this up last time. Um, they do a cover of "I've Got the Music in Me." that would fit perfectly in the blues brothers, like that kind of that, that, uh, palace ballroom, you know, they, they could have gone on for a song or two, throw that on there right before Cap Calloway jumps up and, and it would have fit the, the vibe and the crowd and the sound perfectly. It's, it's a really enjoyable album. Would you order an orange whip if you heard that song? Oh, I would, I'd order two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it, it's good stuff. It's it's a great album, and I'm trying to think where I where I I think I came across these guys on Spotify. I uh, I've not been the biggest Spotify person, you know, over the last few years. But I have to admit that Spotify has turned me on to a hell of a lot of good bands. Some bands on the top ten list, including Bad Touch. So, awesome. gotta give Spotify a little shout out. Awesome. Well, my number nine is an album that I think just missed your list or was low in your top 20. And when we last talked about this record offline, you and I both agree that this has been kind of a forgotten album because of everything that's happened since it was released. You know, this was released in early 2020 pre pandemic. And of course we all know, you know, the world went down the shitter for, you know, the last seven months or eight months of the year. And nine months of the year, actually, should say. And um, this album I revisited last month, maybe middle of November, I should say. And I was like, wow, this is, this is really good. I forgot how really good this album is. And that album is Point of No Return by Those Damn Crows. Just missed my top ten. And a fantastic pick by you. Yeah, I, I really, like I said, you know, I put this album in. I, I was going through my CDs on my shelf, and I'm like, I haven't listened to this in a while. And put it in, and I'm, and I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is a really good album. Like, yep. it doesn't seem like it was released in 2020, but it was. Nope. <laughs> and it's, it's a shame that, you know, this and these other bands in the U.K. really don't get a lot of notoriety here in the United States. And I was just thinking of something, too. Like, when the pandemic goes away, hopefully it goes away, and all these bands in the U.K. start playing out in clubs and theaters in the U.K., and I'm just thinking out loud here, what if we got a, a few people together to go across the pond and just spend, like, 10 days going to, like, a show every night of different bands, whether it's Massive Wagons, Those Damn Crows, uh, Rocket Dolls, uh, Takeaway Thieves, uh, whatever. Riders Creed. Riders Creed. <laughs> you know, isn't you know Bad Touch? They're from the UK. Um, yep, yep. You know, so like all these bands, you know, play at different nights, and I don't care if it's a pub or a club or a theater, and we just hear you know different bands or whatever for like ten ten nights, and then we get back on our our you know our plane or the plane that takes us back to the United States and we can just sit there and reminisce and talk about all the great music we heard. 
that sounds like a great time. That also sounds like a time that will get me in a shitload of trouble with my wife when I get back home and she says, well, how much money did you spend? And I blatantly lie. <laughs> well, you know, now, yeah, that, that's... Now, now is the time to start, you know, shoveling and, <laughs> and, 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 and uh, snow blowing your neighbor's driveways and, yeah. you know, picking up a couple extra bucks, man. Yeah. You know, I've always been curious about, um, not, not to get off on a, on a thing here, but you know, in the UK, there, there's a lot of places to see shows and, and I'm curious if you live in the UK and there's a show in country, is it, is it just, is there any place that you say to yourself, that's just too far for me to go, to go see a show? Like if you really wanted to see Bad Touch and they were playing somewhere, is there just somewhere that's just too far for you to drive up for the day or the night to go see a show? You know, like, like, like for instance, for us, like if I really wanted to see Pearl Jam, right, and the only shot I had was if Pearl, was Pearl Jam playing in Chicago, I don't know. I'm not driving from Denver to Chicago to go see Pearl Jam play, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. Like what, our country is significantly bigger, so I'm just I'm just curious if if you are, you know, in London, is there anywhere that's just too far for you to go to see a show? I don't know. I'll stop my, my, I, I, my I don't odd, know. My odd question. Now. I mean, I mean, I do know that they do have, you know, trains and different right. forms of, of transportation. So I, I wouldn't be able, you know, I, or I would be willing to, you know, take a, you know, train from Birmingham to Wales if that even exists, or able to do that, or from Wales to, you know, Glasgow or whatever. I mean, I'd be willing to do that. Absolutely. I mean. You know, if I'm going out there, I'm going to plan each night, right? And I'm going to say, okay, we're, we're going to hit this on this night, this on this night, and this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to get there. And, you know, that's how we plan it. So I think, yeah. you know, if, if this ever does end in a situation like that occur, occurs, I think you and I should seriously look into it and recruit some people. I mean, are there are there B and Bs in the UK? We could stay at a B and B, which completely sure. lowers the cost, right? Um, yeah. You know, we can get like a four bedroom or five bedroom house or whatever, and and just have that be as our base and jump on the train or go here or go there. I think that would be outstanding. Can we bring Crash as my bodyguard? We can bring Crash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there something? That, that is there, is there something that I don't know that I should be made aware of? Why you need a bodyguard in the UK? Were you, did no, you did you no. used to be in a boy band that was really popular in Manchester, England? Uh, no, but I, I just I thought I always thought it would be fun to walk around with a bodyguard and make myself feel a little more important. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, hey, everybody's got their fancy, so yes. All right. So let's get back on track here. What's your number nine? Save us. <laughs> my well, my number nine was was you, those damn crows. So we're back to number eight for you. Oh right, right, right. Oh, so for me, um, is an album that I, I, I talked a fair amount about in, in the fourth quarter. It was my number two album, and it was it's probably the surprise of my top ten, um, and that's Blackbird Sons Dance with the Devil. Um, this album only came out in November, and I, I can't stop listening to it. I, I love it. I absolutely love this kind of riff-driven hard rock with great vocals. I mean, it's it's simple, 
hard rock. Um, again, if, if you like that kind of um, 80s era Aerosmith, you know, Steven Tyler vocal time frame I, and throw it on some, some stadium rock ACDC style music. I mean, this is, this is an album that you, you definitely need to give a, a, a few listens to. Um, absolutely love it. On the Run, You Really Got It, Blackjack, Cross the Line, Running Train. Really, really enjoyed the album and recommend it highly to anyone. Well, and I, everyone. You know, you did, you did send this to Christy and I um, as a, yeah. you know, a holiday gift, and I do appreciate it because from what I've listened to, it is really good. I mean, it's a really good, raw, energetic album that you know, yep. does have that ACDC influence um, that you can't go wrong with. It's just, it's a really, really good album. Yeah. Really enjoy listening to it. And uh, I hope others do too. Well, my number eight is a bit of a surprise because this didn't make any of my lists at all. And I don't even know if we even talked about it. If we did, it was very brief, but after Christy inspired me to, to listen to it, um, I haven't been able to stop. It's a great album, and and that is Pearl Jam's Gigaton. Just an album that really snuck up on me. I know some people have called it, you know, disappointing or not that good. I love it. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about ACDC's album that should be celebrated. I think this album should be equally celebrated as, you know, one of the great rock albums of 2020. You will get no disagreement from me. A wonderful album. Wonderful. Yeah, and I really, oh. you know, when it came out, it was right around when the pandemic started, right? If I if I if my memory serves me correctly. And- I I believe this album came out a week before we did our first quarter uh, podcast. So not, I don't think, I think I listened to it, had one run through and I don't believe you had a run through of yeah. it yet when we did the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, um, so I, it took me a while to really listen to it. I don't think I listened to it till probably July or August. And, you know, because there was so much stuff that I was listening to, I was doing shows like every day. So I just didn't have a lot of time you know, and that's the other thing too, just to kind of get sidetracked for a little bit is, you know, when you do shows five days a week and you also have a real career and then you're editing shows and preparing shows, you really don't have a lot of time to listen to music. You don't, you just, cause you're just, you know, only time you really listen to music is in the car. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I started listening to this in July and August after I did like my two month run of episodes five days a week. And, yeah, I was casually listening to it and it just kept sneaking up on me like, wow, getting better and better with each listen and just fell in love with it, you know, after probably three or four spins. I, I will be honest. I, uh, I'm the big Pearl Jam fan. I, I'm not one of the, uh, the crazy Pearl Jam folks that have seen them, you know, 60 or 70 times. Uh, but I, I, I have all the albums. I, I really enjoy Pearl Jam. And when I heard Dance of the Clairvoyance, I, I have to be honest with you, the first three or four times I heard that song, I was kind of thinking, what in the holy hell is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With that said, that song really 
really, really grew on me, and it's a really good album. So uh, that, that's a good pick. It's, it's definitely a good top ten pick. Nice job. Yeah, I'm not a crazy Pearl Jam fan either, you know. Um, you know, I was in high school when the grunge movement really came into focus and really, you know, gained momentum. I know I just did a question on my Twitter feed, what is the greatest debut album in rock, hard rock, metal history? Very few people put down Pearl Jam 10, which I think is, I, I, I am speechless because that is a great debut album, one of the best debut albums of all time. Um, oh, without doubt. Yeah. Without doubt. And, and I'm surprised more people didn't mention it. But, yeah, I, I really, I've kind of I've kind of gone in and out with Pearl Jam in terms of my interests. Um, but this album at, you know, Christy and Eagle, our friend in the show who contributes so much, just kept talking about this album and talking about it. And finally I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give it a spin. And like I said, it snuck up on me and I love it. No, it's a, it's a enjoyable album. That's a really good pick. All right. So what's your number seven? My number seven um, was an album that uh, came up in the second quarter. It was my number two pick of the second quarter. A band that I came across on, again, Spotify. And it's the trio from Arizona, the Black Moods, and their album, Sunshine. Um, catchy, fun rock. Um, it's kind of a blend of that 90s alternative kind of grunge slash rock. But it's not, it's not a grunge band, but it's got a little bit of that in there. Um, I think it's got a real wide mass appeal to it. I, I, I am stunned that these guys aren't thought of uh, or known in the same circles as like the Black Keys, the Fighters. I mean, I, I feel like this band should be really big. Um, but, but, you know, it, everyone should go out and take, take a listen to it. Um, my favorite song is Throwing Shade. Uh, I really like Sunshine, Do It Again, uh, What You Got, Belladonna. I'm looking down the track listing. Um, and I, this has stuck with me. I, I think I said this when we did our podcast the last time, but it, it's so perfect. And again, I wish I remembered who who said this. I, I read it in an article, um, but and I'm paraphrasing, but the this album, the vibe is, they said it was like an irresistible mix of The Doors, The Gin Blossoms, and The Foo Fighters. And as odd as that is, and I'm not a huge fan of The Doors or The Gin Blossoms, but it's, it's a perfect representation. And it's just like we were talking about earlier. It's a fun album to listen to that puts a smile on your face. And, and that is certainly something that we all needed in 2020. This, this album just hit perfectly. And it's a great driving album, too. So if you, if you haven't heard it, uh, go out, give it a listen. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'll go even one step further. I'm surprised that with other American bands like Red Van Fleet and Dirty Honey, and now there's, you know, starting to be some buzz, you know, with Joyous Wolf and South of Eden, that this band is not talked about more in the same paragraph, in the same conversation as those bands. Because I do think that this band, the Black Moods, is a great band. And this was my 16th ranked album. So it is in my top 20 as well. And yep. what you said, too, yep. is is just a perfect way to describe the band and the album. 
it, it's catchy and it's fun. It, it's just a, it's, it's enjoyable. I mean, all of these are, and, and this is certainly that. If I had one beef, uh, I don't like the album cover. Since we've been talking about album covers in the last few days, <laughs> it doesn't work for me, but the music kicks ass, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is important. I mean, it does. It does attract the listeners, especially people from my generation. I don't know about the young kids. I got to ask my son that if an album cover means anything to him and his friends. That'd be an interesting question for him to answer. Yeah, that is an interesting question, because does the album cover mean anything to you when you're looking at it on your phone, as opposed to, you know, people like you and I and Rob and Christy and people like that who, who really enjoy the physical copy and, and looking at everything, where we kind of, you know, the, the album cover strikes us differently. I'd be curious to see what your son has to say about that. Yeah, yeah, I'll ask him that next time I talk to him. Um, my number seven is an album that I had ranked number one for the second quarter. Um, This album has some progressive elements, and I think the way we described it is how the band Queensryche has progressive elements in their music, but it's not like a Rush or it's not like something like a Yes album where it's... Not at all. Yeah, it's completely, you know, a musician's, you know, wet dream. But... So this album was a lot different in the way it was recorded and how they play on the album. And it's a different dynamic with going from a five piece to a four piece. And when I talked with the singer Ryan Anthony back at the early part of the year, when this album first came out, he did make mention of the challenge that it was. And I will tell you the debut single lost souls is an absolutely incredible iconic song. I mean, just one of the best of 2020. I, I, the arrangement, the lyrics, the video, I mean, it really touches a nerve. And whoever's listening to this, check out the song, check out the video. Again, Lost Soul by Ryder's Creed. And I, and I promise you, you will, you will fall in love with this song. I love the song uh, Believer. That was, that's one that always that always stuck with me. Um, this is a really good album. And uh, still, as we're talking about it, I, I still can't believe I have it outside of my top 20 because I listened to it a hell of a lot this year. This is a, this is a really good album. Really good. As really I mentioned yesterday, we all have our faults. So, Yes, yes, yes. One of, I'm sure, many that we'll uncover as the years <laughs> go by. <laughs> yeah. And since, since I've been making note of it, you know, time after time as we're talking about these um, super cool album cover <laughs> I agree I agree I, I think this is a band too I mean we we talk about Massive Wagons and the Struts and some of the other bands out in the UK let's not forget about Writer's Creed a band that really is you know something special um, yeah. and uh, as they continue on in their career I'm looking forward to more music from them and and hopefully one day seeing them live in concert because they are just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see Writer's Creed. That, they would be good. Them and Hollow Star, guys like that. I mean, there's a lot of good bands in the UK that, that uh, I hope to see one day. Yeah, absolutely. What do you got for number six? Number six is uh, an album uh, that made your list. 
that you were just talking about. So I know Christy will be very happy with both of us, but I have Gigaton from Pearl Jam. All right. Um, at number six, because this is, um, this is, you know, what I wanted and what I needed from Pearl Jam. Uh, this, this kind of checked off all the boxes for me. Um, it's a monster, monster album. And, uh, you know, we all, we all hear lyrics and take them different ways, but I mean, there's some pretty pointed lyrics <laughs> in, in, in here, but I mean, this is, this is, this was timely, but I mean, you could hear the anger and, and the frustration and the indignation come out. You know, I mean, this is, I mean, he, Eddie Vedder's calling out people by name and, and bringing up climate change and stuff like that. So, uh, it, it's a timely album, but, but, you know, at the same time, you, there are a lot of, um, a lot of the typical Pearl Jam comfort songs, you know, what, what you're expecting are there. And then, you know, you, you get like River Cross is the last one, which I, for me is, is kind of a different Pearl Jam song that I'm used to. My favorite is, is Quick Escape and that Zeppelin-y feel and, and, and great lyrics to it. But I, I, I don't know about you, um, but I, I feel like this album is the hooiest album that Pearl Jam has done. I, I listen to this album over and over again, and I hear a lot of who and Frampton in this. And, and I've not read a lot, so I don't know, you know, if that was their intention, but I, I get that from this. But um, this was everything that I wanted and hoped for from Pearl Jam, and I'm really happy we got it. I really love this album. And a hell of a packaged unit, too. The little booklet and everything. It, it, this is this is great. Yeah, I agree. Everything you said, you know, it really is. I think it's their, I think it's their best in years. Um, yeah, I really do. I liked Lightning Bolt when it was like 2012 or 2013. I did like that, but I think this is a, a, a significant step forward or step up from from Lightning Bolt. This this is good. Wasn't Christy supposed to see them in like Paris or something like that this summer? Well, she was going to go to Europe. I, I don't exactly remember where, but I, I think she was going to see them once or twice. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it was Paris. So, I, think, yeah. I, I know one spot was Paris. I don't know if there was other places she was going to see him, but you know, obviously things got canceled because of the pandemic. But um, but yeah, it's it's a great album. I highly recommend it to to anyone. Listening. Yeah. Like like I was saying, I when this first came out, I. I when I heard Dance with Cream Voyance and I was like, oh, I don't know what this is. And, and, and the Super Blood Wolfman came out and I was like, okay, this is oddly, you know, frat house anthem kind of style. Okay. Two vastly different songs. But I, I do remember when it, it really clicked with me was, uh, I have a cousin who lives out here Northeast of Denver and I finally got out of the house in March or April or May, whenever it was, it was the first time I really left the house. And I put this in my car with my stereo and it was dialed in and I just sat down and drove for 45 minutes with this playing really loud and it clicked, you know, it was, it was a moment. And from that moment forward, it, I, I just love this album. Awesome. Timing is everything as we've been saying. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Absolutely. My number six is by an artist that is one of my favorites. And he released an album this year that has a lot of social commentary on it, and I know that's not for everybody. Um, 
I'm one of those who believe that everyone has a right to say or sing about whatever they want. And I don't think people should be boycotted for voicing their opinions. I think whenever I hear that from either people on the left or people on the right, I get very discouraged because you're trying to silence someone's voice. And that's not what a democracy, that's not what our country is built on. I don't want to get too political, but like I've said before on many episodes, I believe in nothing Ted Nugent says, but I love Stranglehold. I love Cat Scratch Fever. I love his music. And I'm not going to stop listening to it just because he says things that I completely disagree with. American Love Story is a social commentary about a lot of different things going on in this country over the past couple of years. And it's by singer-songwriter Butch Walker, who I've said so much about in episodes focusing on Butch. You know, we did an album review earlier this year. We did an episode last year, late last year, on why you need to know who Butch Walker is. He's such an important artist. His album, Sycamore Meadows, I Liked You Better When You Had No Heart, uh, Stay Gold, all these albums, all the material that he has released have really connected with me. The connection I have with Butch, um, I knew of Butch in South Gang, which was an early 90s glam band that really had minimal success. And then he was in a band called Marvelous Three, which was kind of like a power pop trio that is just absolutely phenomenal. And then, of course, he started doing his solo work. Um, Along the way, he became one of the major producers of music in the industry. He's produced everybody from Pink to Train to Keith Urban to Harry Connick. You name it, he's probably done something with them. I know he's done some stuff with Pete Yorn. Um, But I connected with him shortly after my divorce. Um, And his music just connected with me with what I was going through emotionally and at the time. Um, And I've been a fan ever since. I've seen him live so many times. I've gone to other states to see him live. Um, You know, so I, I can't get enough of Butch. He's a great, great artist. This album... Um, oddly enough, there was a video of the album. The album is considered a rock opera. It's a concept album. And he released an, a video that coincided with the album. And I, and I watched the video visually. you know, like So I heard the music while I was seeing this visual piece, this visual art. And it didn't connect with me through that. And I was kind of like disappointed. I'm like, I don't know if I'm feeling this album. And... Again, it was the way I was absorbing it. So I said to myself, self, give it the car test. You know, like drive around in the car, see if it connects with you differently. And I did that. And I had a whole new vibe to it with the way I absorbed it. And that's why it's number six on my list for 2020. It's a great album. It's extremely well written. Um, it, It does take a chance. And a guy like Butch can take chances. He's not a huge artist where he's playing stadiums and and football fields or whatever. Um, he's a club act. You know, he plays House of Blues. He plays small clubs. So he can afford to take a chance in something like this. Now, could someone who's bigger than him, like a, a band like Train or someone like a Keith Urban make an album like this, be very difficult for their fan base to, to really accept it. But he does it, and he pulls it off. Again, the lyrics... 
you know, there's some tongue in cheek in there. He's got some humor. He does, you know, say some very insightful things in his lyrics. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. if you're looking for that type of album and, or if you want to just give it a try or give him a try, uh, American love story is a great place to start. Sycamore Meadows is probably my favorite album of his. Um, I liked you better when you had no heart is another favorite stay gold, afraid of ghosts, you name it. He's got some great stuff. Um, letters from early on in his career, the let's go out tonight's from earlier on in his solo career. So just some good, good stuff. And if you ever have a chance to see him live for anyone listening, go do it. I promise you, you won't regret it. So that's enough on the album. <laughs> it, you know, you bring up a good point, you know, like there's no way, there's no way on earth that someone like Keith Urban could put an album out like this. <laughs> it's just, Keith Urban could not and would not and, and honestly should not want the blowback that would come from his fan base, you know, from, from an album as, as, um, loud, lyrically loud as this one, yeah. but it works for Butch. Uh, this is a, this is a really good album. But, and I can back it up by saying I, it's also on my list, you know, so, yeah. uh, I, I don't remember where I had it. I, it was in the teens, uh, 16, uh, 17. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, a good great stuff. album. Good stuff. So, all right. Moving into the top five. This is where it gets down and dirty. This is where anything can happen and choices will be made. But here we go. What do you got for number five? Number five is, um, an artist that I, I, again, I will make Christy happy with this because I know she and I love this album. Uh, an album that I spoke about in the second quarter, it came in at number three in the second quarter of my list. Um, so obviously it's, it's jumped a few places since then, but it's the album Spirit Rising from Philip Zace. Um, if you're not familiar with him, uh, bluesy guitarist, he's worked with Jeff Healy and Uncle Cracker and Melissa Etheridge over the years. Um, it's a great bluesy ripping guitar album. There's a bunch of covers on there. Um, two of my favorites are oddly enough covers. And uh, the first one is give me time, uh, which is a cover of the magic Sam song. Uh, the second one uh, is one foot out the door or uh, one foot on the gravel. I'll sit out the door a little bit and slip there. Um, the Jeff Healy cover, um, but it's got a lot of energy to it. Um, there's a song that I, I, I know I, I spoke about last time that's really, it was apropos then, and it's really apropos now, you know, as we're heading into 2021 and dealing with all the shit that we're still dealing with. And that's uh, the song Burning Out. Um, real deep guitar playing in that and then the, the lyrics kind of hit you and you kind of just sit there you sit back in your chair and go no I, I totally get it <laughs> you know um, it's a, it's an eminently enjoyable album but um, if any of you listened to this episode back then when we did it you might remember this I don't know if this has changed I should have checked before we started talking tonight but at the time um, I reached out to him uh, or you know his people saying hey I, I need to buy this album this is great I, I want to have it I want the physical copy if not how do I get the digital copy it's not available anywhere 
And the response I got was, the album is not available for purchase at this time. We hope to have a physical and or digital album um, available for purchase I do remember in the United this. States. Yeah. During a tour, which we hope that could happen next year. It's really odd that an artist will put out an album, but you can't buy it. <laughs> I mean, it's the conundrum of conundrum. So um, again, that was, that was, you know, back in, in June when we did the second quarter or July, whenever we did it. So it, that may have changed in the last six months. I should have checked. I didn't. I'll, I'll eat that one and check. But um, regardless, um, stream this album. I, I promise you, you're going to like it. If, if you like high tempo, bluesy rock, you're going to absolutely love this album. Awesome. I need to check that out. I have not checked that, that, that album yet. So that's on my list to do it's always great to you know go back and listen to these episodes and we can kind of like piggyback off of people's suggestions or your suggestions or mine or whatever so yep. i do need to check that out well so you're number five mm, you're getting into the big time here. my number five is an album that i've raved about that i absolutely love i've said this is the album that we needed this year this is the album that came through for us at the end of the year while dealing with all the crap that we've all had to endure. Um, some people may be surprised it's not a little bit higher on my list, but that just tells you the other albums that are coming after this, how great those are. But my number five is ACDC's Power Up. Um, just an incredible album. A bit of a surprise because for me, I really haven't dug anything completely that ACDC's done since Flick of the Switch. They've had some moments on some albums. They've done some, you know, they've, they've had some good songs, but a full album for me just hasn't happened for them since Flick of the Switch. And sonically, um, the album is probably the best in terms of just the sound. The production is just absolutely incredible. Brian Johnson sounds as good as any as as he's ever sounded in ACDC. Um, yeah, this album features a lot of riffs written by Malcolm Young. Um, you know, while he was still living, these were kind of in the vaults. So this is where the inspiration came from. But Power Up is an album every rock band should own, and I hope you do because it's absolutely incredible. Why don't we keep talking about it? Because it's my number four. <laughs> well, that's you know that's we, interesting we, because you know, we really haven't we've had similarities, we've had same choices, but we haven't lined them up like this yet. Right. This, this album's a monster. Yeah. It's a it it is a monster. Like like you said, flip it to switch. I my very first ACDC album that I got into was Razor's Edge. That's when I was in high school, and and that hit. And so. Um, Obviously, everything up to Razor's Edge is, is damn near untouchable, you know, in, in, in some shape or form. Uh, so this, for me, um, this blows Razor's Edge out of the water. I I, I absolutely love this album. And, and it's like you're saying, and like, like you just said, and like I said for Pearl Jam, um, it's the album you wanted, it's the album you hoped for, and it's the album you needed. Um, it's... It, I know we had talked about it and you, you talked about it with, um, um, 
Dean. Um, oh gosh, Dean. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I forget his name. Through the mist of time, I, I mentioned in the fourth quarter uh, is, is by far and away my favorite song in this album, uh, and I don't know that I I have liked an ACDC song as much as this one in a long time, and this, but it's such a different song. I mean, am I crazy on that? I mean, it's this that's a different ACDC song, but it's still so good. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the songs, I mean, the first single, Shot in the Dark, you know, and then I really love Wild Reputation and Witch's Spell um, are both great songs. Um, Systems Down is just another phenomenal song. I mean, the whole album just rips. That last three, Systems Down, Money Shot, Code Red, like that's a a hell of an ending on a, a, a... to an album, those three, but yeah, Systems Down is, is that's a good one, and that that riff on on Demon Fire is is, is so good, so good. Uh, we needed this album, we we really did. It's a shame we didn't get it earlier in the year, but you know that's nitpicking. We got it. So yeah, I also I mentioned when we did the fourth quarter albums, I mentioned how I was hesitant to really engage with this album because Eddie Van Halen had just passed and I didn't mm-hmm. want the way I absorbed it to be ruined. So I held off, you know, for a bit listening to shot in the dark when they released that single. And then when the yeah. album came out, you know, it was just, you know, and maybe, you know, it has a lot to do with you know what we've all been going through with, you know, the pandemic, the election, the, you know, the, the protests over the summer, anything you can think of, it's just been a crappy year, but also I kind of felt like I hit a real low point when Eddie Van Halen died. And I think the music with ACDC helped pull me out of that low point, um, which for I will forever be thankful for because, I, I, you know, I was, I was really down when, when Eddie passed. And, you know, the music from ACDC really kind of got me out of the rut that I was in. I think that's really well said. Yeah. Um, I, I like you, uh, held off. I think I, I waited. D- didn't the, the, that first single come out like the day after right before or yeah. immediately after? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I waited three weeks to listen to it. Um, I had seen, I had heard snippets, you know, on Twitter and, and, and here and there. But, uh, so I, I like you kind of let it pass and, and essentially kind of let it breathe a little. Yeah. Um, but then once, you know, once uh, this thing got put in the car, it didn't come out until we did our fourth quarter. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Our, our, our fourth quarter um, podcast, uh, it's, 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 it's so good. It's so good. I, I hope, I haven't looked out and around, so I, I don't know what the overwhelming uh, uh, opinion of this is. I, I'm hoping that this album was well-received. But I, I don't honestly know. Do you know? Like, are the ACDC folks? Really I believe so. I, yeah, I believe the majority okay, of, of fans and, and, you know, rock fans alike, you know, have really enjoyed this album. So I think it was definitely well-received. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm not one of those people who, who reads up on reviews of albums. You know, I, I, I don't want to be ruined. You know, I, I, I never, I, I don't, I don't want to say never. I almost never read a review. And yeah. I certainly don't do it before I hear an album that I really want to listen to. Because honestly, 
no disrespect to the people who write the al- the album reviews because I know people write really good ones, but I don't really give a shit what you think until after I hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> you know? I, yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I, I'm on the same boat. And also, you know, I want to kind of reiterate what I said in the episode when we we talked about this in the fourth quarter. This is what rock fans should be celebrating with, not the fact that oh, Miley Cyrus is going to re- uh, release a rock album and all of her fans are going to get you know, are going to be sprinkled with rock dust and every they're all going to become rock fans immediately you know no but stop with that stuff stop with that stupid shit that stupid talk this is what we need to celebrate we need to celebrate the new music all these albums that we talked about all the new bands that we talk about but this is what rock needed in 2020 definitely yeah, this is the this this should be the the, the flag bearer heading into 2021. I right? agree. Like this I album, agree. those guys, those guys. Yeah. All Gene right, Simmons, you fucker. Rock's not dead when the ACDC is cranking out albums like this. My number so, four. Said, yes. Yeah. What's your number four? <laughs> is an album that is absolutely incredible. Um, and I'm just gonna you know I'm not gonna give an explanation i'm just going to say thunder mother heat wave is my number 4 um good yeah good an album that is an all female band and just rocks you to the core i believe they're from sweden um they're just absolutely absolutely phenomenal band um one that i'm rooting for to have some crossover success here in the states but we just talked about ACDC. ACDC is a huge influence with this band. It's raw, it's energetic, it's powerful, and it just kicks the shit out of you. So Thunder Mother Heat Wave is my number fourth, is my fourth choice. It's a hell of a pick. Yeah. That's a hell of a pick. That's all I'm going to say right now. <laughs> all right, all right. Moving on to number three. What do you got? Um, number three is, um, my number one, uh, hold on, hold I on think from the first quarter. Okay. okay. All right. All right. I'm like, yeah. Okay. You didn't, I didn't let you finish. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. My number one from the first quarter, uh, I, I'm almost positive it made, um, your list in the team somewhere, but it's Gorilla Riot's Peach. Um, I mean, what, what more can we say about this album that we haven't already? It's, it's, it's a uh, catchy chorus and great guitars and it's kind of, I don't know, bluesy grunge. Is, is that a thing? Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's a thing, but um, it's, I, I listened to this a lot uh, early in the year during the pandemic. I think I mentioned on one of the episodes that there was a, a cycle of albums, you know, the Rocket Dolls and Writer's Creed and Gorilla Riot and those damn crows you know, freezing my butt off in the garage. Uh, but this was the best of those. And, and, and this sticks with me. It's an album that I continue to listen to. It's not on a weekly, a bi-weekly basis. I, I still give it a, a once through. It's that good. Uh, Writers part two and obviously young guns, but um, help the guilty, which is such a great song, but with such a deep uh, message in, in fact, but, you know, helpful at the same time, um, reckless till death, mind your head. Um, I think these guys are from Manchester and I, 
I don't know if I came across them through Spotify or Anastella, but I'm happy that either way I found them. Um, Peach from Gorilla Riot is is a, 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 a absolutely fantastic album and, and my number three pick for this year or for last year. No, I, I agree with this. My this was my fourteenth choice, I wanna say, or was it let me look up here. Yeah, it was my fourteenth choice. Um and as I mentioned in the previous episode, that I really appreciate blues when it's done well in rock and roll. When it's seamlessly yeah. merged into grunge, you know, rock or hard rock and they do it very well. Um, there's not much more I could say and add to what you just did and what I talked about yeah. on the last episode, but it is a great album. Um, good choice for number three. All right. So what's your number three? We're, we're My, getting close. <laughs> yeah, we are getting closer and closer. We're inching our way up there. My number three is an album that uh, you horribly left out of your top 20, and <laughs> you'll never be forgiven for it. But that is Pressure by Tyler Bryant. Um, I love this album. I love the way it was recorded. Got some insight from Tyler when he was on the show that this was recorded in his basement with like retro gear and like, you know, all the all old gear and classic gear that he had. And, you know, it was it was put together during a time where people, you know, the band just wanted to make music. Um, and you can hear that. It comes across in the album. It's, it's a lot more of a raw sound than Tyler's previous album. And what I also like, too, is I mentioned this when I talked about 1,000 Mots, about the growth of the artist. It's the same thing with Tyler Bryant and The Shakedown. Every album, they get better. And every album, they grow and they stretch themselves and they're doing something that they didn't do previously. And I really, really like that whenever I hear an artist do that. And Pressure by Tyler Bryant is in my top three. It's a great album. I've had the pleasure of seeing him twice. Another energetic band, an energetic performer. The band is so tight on stage. The drummer comes from you know out from behind the kit and really interacts with the crowd. Tyler's jumping all over and playing and just wailing on guitar. You know, when people talk about the lack of guitar heroes in rock and roll today, I give you Tyler Bryant. I give you Nick Perry. There's other guitar players too that, you know, I'm so wrapped up in the conversation that I can't, you know, Justin Young right, from, right. from South of Eden is another great young guitar player. Black Blake Allard from, from Joyous Wolf. Um, you know, the, the Kiska kid from, from Greta Van Fleet, those guys all wail. They're all great guitar players, but you know, Tyler Bryant is exceptional. is a phenomenal guitar player. Go get this album, Pressure, by Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. An awesome album. It really is. I would love to see, you know, it would be a fun show in a small club. Give me Tyler Bryant and Jared James Nichols. Ooh, yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Yes. <laughs> that, yeah. That'd just be a lot of fun. <laughs> some, some dark, sweaty, hot club where you can just kind of sit back, have a beer, and, and listen to these guys go for three hours. Yeah. That would be, yeah. That'd be I, really enjoyable. I saw him first with uh, Blackstone Cherry, and then I saw him with Temperance Movement. So, um, yeah, just uh, just phenomenal stuff. I, I was struck. What, it was a really good podcast episode you did with him. And, and the thing that, uh, that struck me 
um, was his unbridled but yet authentic enthusiasm for what he does. Yeah, you know, he, it's not you know he didn't he he, he didn't sit there and, and, and sulk and be like, well, this, this is what we did, you know, during the shutdown. We just wanted to get something out. We did no 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 no. He was he was I mean excited about going and finding the vintage stuff to record on and, and he was excited to, to get the new the new guy in the band and, and like genuine authentic enthusiasm that was just like overflowing from him and, and, and that clearly um, spilled into the music absolutely man I totally agree I mean um, he's very just you know he's kind of like Luke Spiller from the struts where when you see him on stage, it's infectious and you can't help, but you know, really get into it. If you see him live, I you know, the last time I saw him was with temperance movement and uh, another great band who is kind of in limbo right now. But, you know, seeing those, both of those acts together was just like you said, three hours of just incredible music. Yeah. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I would like to get out and see him. All right. So we're down to the final two. I gotta believe the I know two. I know who they. I, I think I know who your picks are, but I'm the same be- way with you. I know which ones you you're going, and I just don't know what order you're going to put them in. <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe there's a surprise. Maybe there is a surprise. So go uh, ahead with your number two. My number two is your number four. It, it's Heat Wave from Thunder Mother. Uh, I've said this a few times for a few albums, um, and I'll, I'll say it again on this one. That this is a monster album. It's yeah, sonically and and vocally, lyrically. Um, I I I never know how if I'm pronouncing her name right, but I think it's it's Guernica Mancini. Her vocals are so powerful. There's and they match the, the the guitars so perfectly. They 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 really synced their songs well together. Um, they're they're very well written. And again, this is like a lot of the stuff on my on on my list. It's bluesy, hard rock. It's riffy. It's strong vocals. It's fun. I mean, this is this is. This is the ACDC-esque album, and, and, and I love it. Dog from Hell, you know, Driving in Style and Heat Wave and Somebody, uh, somebody Loved Me and uh, Back in 76 and then The Ballad, Sleep. Um, they're, they're awesome. They're awesome. This is another one much like ACDC, much like the, the next one we'll talk about, uh, much like Blackbird Sons. Once this got in the car, it, it only came out when we were recording uh, episodes. And as I opened this up, I realized that the CD is actually not in the case, so it's still in one of my cars. <laughs> um, I, I don't know that we can add any more to it than what you said earlier and that what we both talked about in the third quarter, but it's a, it's a killer album and one that I, at the very least I hope everyone listening gives a shot to. Um, yeah. it, it's absolutely worth your time. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Great album. And uh, I hope, you know, all these albums, you know, again, we've said it before. We've said it numerous times throughout these episodes. Check them out. Please go check out this music. If you're a rock fan, 
this is you know stop gauging what new rock sound what new rock sounds like because you didn't like Nickelback or whoever you heard. Go check this stuff out. This stuff's really good. It's really really good. All right, my number two. Your your number two is and here we go. All the betting lines. Everyone's up and ready to go now. Where's Jay going on this one? <laughs> <laughs> my number two is a band we've talked about a lot. Um, just a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm, um, and that's Massive Wagons' House of Noise is my number two. Awesome album. I um, I love this band. I love the music. Um, I think I discovered them via like YouTube on an algorithm thing um, when it just you know came and hit me and and uh, was playing as I was listening to some other stuff too as well, but. Um, some really good stuff. Um, great album. A great follow-up to Full Nelson, which was their previous release. Um, this album is a band that you need to see visually too. I mean, their videos, you know, just jump out of the screen with their energy. Um, I've often said that a great bill would be the Struts and Massive Wagons. You'd walk out of that theater club or pub just dripping with sweat because it's just so much energy coming off that stage and it's infectious. So my number two, once again, massive wagons, house of noise. A fantastic pick. An absolutely fantastic pick. Oh, well, we're at, we're at that moment. Aren't we're we? at number one. I mean, is, is there confetti ready to go or, or, <laughs> or, or what? Um, are there balloons at your house? I don't know. So, um, in, in your mind, there should be balloons at my house and confetti. So when I announce this, just imagine it's, it's just like New Year's at Times Square. All right. All right. I'm going to picture it. Man. Go to it. Well, I, I, let me, I, I rarely, rarely um, make notes for these, uh, for these podcasts that we do and, and these lists. I, I usually just have a, a list written out and then the CD in front of me. But with that said, I do have a note on my number one CD right here. And that is not to be a kiss ass, but I've forgotten to do this. So allow me to do it now. Jay, congratulations on getting up with Pantheon and their pet, their uh, podcast network. I know it's a big thing for you. Um, well done. Keep up the good work. Congratulations. Thank you very much, brother. I mean, uh, I'm very excited about being part of the Pantheon family. It's a great opportunity for the podcast it's really going to move this podcast to the next level. And I hope as I grow, Pantheon grows with me. I, I believe that will happen. I believe, you know, the support that I've already received and, the, you know, with the communication and everything, I know I'm in a good place. It feels like a good home. And uh, I just, you know, I want that to continue. And, you know, as they're growing, I want to grow too. So it's exciting. But it wouldn't have happened with people like you and, and Christy and, you know, all the guests that I've had on over the past year and a half, talking rock music, interviewing great bands, talking music with some of my music heroes. Um, and it's, you know, it's just grown and it'll keep growing organically. Um, this podcast was started out as a hobby. My son was becoming a teenager. He was becoming more independent as every young man should. And he wanted to spend less time with his old man. So I had to make a choice, either get a girlfriend or start a podcast. And 
I decided to start a podcast. So, and I think it was a great choice. I think it was the better choice out of the two. But uh, you know, that's where I'm at. But thank you very, thank you again for the kind words. I appreciate it. Absolutely. No, well deserved. Um, my number one. Um, I'm sure everyone knows what it is, but let me preface this by saying. I, I tried like hell. I know, Jay, you and I talked about this offline the other day. Uh, surprisingly, I, I sent this album to a lot of people, and for some reason, it just doesn't stick with a lot of people. And I think, as you were saying, um, you, you kind of need the visual with these guys. Um, so I need to figure out a way to get a lot of people to watch the video and everything. But my number one album for 2020 is the fucking massive massive album from Massive Wagon House of Noise there, there, there wasn't a uh, more enjoyable energetic hilarious hooky tongue in cheek witty album full of, of anthems than this uh, every single song on here um, is, is masterful and hilarious and, and I don't know, again, like a lot of these that, that we have talked about uh, a decent amount. I don't know that there's anything else that I can say. Um, but it's, it's, it's so eminently listenable. And it's, it's a sneaky guitar album. You know, I, I usually listen to guitars first when, when I'm listening to music. The guitars grab me, and then down the road, you know, I start paying attention to the lyrics. This one was a little different because uh, lyrically, uh, it got me first. Um, but there's a lot of sneaky rift in here that, that just didn't, you know, come up to me until five, six, seven times after listening to this. Um, I will say much like the third quarter, I had a really difficult time between picking between massive wagons and thunder mother. Every time I would put one on, I would say, this is obviously my favorite album of the quarter. This is obviously my favorite album of the year. Um, but in the end, I, 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 I gave the nod to Massive Wagon for everything that we've talked about, but um, it's so, so enjoyable. And this is one of those albums that's so great. You can't, I don't know about you, but I can't listen to this album at a regular volume. Like this has got to be in the car and it's got to be loud. It's just, it's got to be as loud as possible. You know, when you're at a red light and you know the person next to you is staring at you, because your stereo is so loud, it's this fucking album. That's how good this album is. And again, I, I know a lot of people on Twitter and a lot of my friends and my wife. Um, I've played songs for ad nauseum, and they they didn't it didn't work for them, but um, it works for me. I absolutely love it. And uh, Massive Wagons House of Noise is my number one album for 2020. All Massive Wagons albums need to play at maximum volume. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. My entire top five needs to be played at, yes. at, yes. at high volume. Yeah, you know. No, man, you, you said it perfectly. I mean, there's there's a, a lot to be said about this band. Um, They've got a great following overseas. They're building their following here in America. You know, when I talked to Boz on the New Music Spotlight, you know, they all these bands that we talked about that are from overseas want to play America. But it's very expensive to play America, and if you don't have the backing or the support, you know, you're going to come here and you're going to lose money, you know, and no band is in a position to do that right now. 
especially newer bands. So, you know, this is also why it's important for, you know, people to continue to support rock music, to continue to listen to new artists and bands and bands like Massive Wagons, bands like Gorilla Riot, bands like Thunder Mother, all the bands that we mentioned, Riders Creed, you know, can come over here and play. You know, I mean, that's what we all want. We all want the best music available and possible. We don't want these great bands that are from overseas to not have the opportunity to see them. I know we've talked about, I know this band released an album in 2019, but, you know, we talk about Black Smoke Trigger from New Zealand possibly coming, you know, to Nashville to record a new album. You know, and I've told them on Twitter, you guys got, and I even, I think I even emailed, uh, you know, this to them too. You guys, play, you guys record an album in Nashville. I don't care where you play, but you got to do a gig because I know people who will come down to Nashville to see that show, myself included. I'm here. You know? So, I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. <laughs> totally. So, you know, we're so enthusiastic about new music, and it's a great feeling to know that rock music is in good hands, despite what a lot of people might think. You know? Um, I know Gene Simmons likes to talk about rock is dead. I'd like to believe that Gene knows there's a lot of great young bands, and what he's talking about is the relevancy and the influence that rock and roll no longer has on the youth of today or the majority of the youth of today. So, again, I never want to assume anything what people mean behind the words that they say, but I have to believe that's what he's talking about. And he's right to a certain extent. You know, um, right. you know, it is. And a lot of the reason why it's not relevant, it's not the complete reason, is just the lack of support that new rock is getting. Um, you know, we all like to complain that, you know, no one likes rock music or rock music this, rock music that. You know, but then we get a band like Greta Van Fleet that's a blues-based band that becomes really popular with the kids today. And everybody wants to tear them down which is really frustrating. And I don't get that. I don't understand that, that we, we cry and we crave a band like a Greta Van Fleet. And because they have a heavy Zeppelin influence, we want to shit all over them. I don't get that. I don't get that mindset. I don't get people turning their back completely on rock and roll. Again, I will state that we're the classic rock bands. The young bands, they shouldn't care what we think one way or the other. But... I am just surprised that the people that I know that love rock music and grew up listening to rock music have a lot of memories about concerts and live shows and records and albums and all that stuff have basically turned their back on the music, on the new music. Classic rock, you, yeah, you can keep listening to it, but the less you listen to what's coming, you know, is, is you're becoming a music consumer instead of staying, staying that rock music band that you once were. And then that's all I'm going to say on that anymore. I'm not going to go off on a rant like I usually do. <laughs> all right. The time has come for no, my number that's, one. That's, that, no, no, no. That's all the time we have. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> my number one is an album that uh, has been talked about a lot. And I'm just going to go out and say it. My number one album is Miley Cyrus's Plastic Hearts. <laughs> it's the number one album of 2020. It's the album that we've all been looking forward to. Oh, oh, oh hold on a second. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's the album that's number one on shittiest things released in 2020. My bad. My bad. Um, my number one 
without further ado, is probably an album that everyone's expecting me to pick. And that is Richie Kotzen's 50 for 50. And all I'm going to say to describe the song, because I've done a review on it with Crash, um, we reviewed every disc. People, it's got 50 fucking songs on it. I mean, come on. 50 songs. 50 songs. 50 songs. And it's an incredible record. It's awesome. His guitar work, his vocal styles, he changes it up. I mean, there's so much going on with these with these three sides of whatever, these three discs, these 50 songs. It is just a an incredible orgasm of music. It is just outstanding. Um, you know, when you think of someone putting out 50 songs, you figure it's a lot of it's going to be watered down, and it's not the case at all. It's a great album. I highly suggest you pick it up, download it, buy the physical copy, whatever you need to do, but uh, it is it is a phenomenal piece of music, all 50 songs. Were you able to come up with, like, a favorite song from each disc? Like, that's how I started having to listen to it. I had to, like, break it down. You know, like, okay, I got 15 songs. All right, oh, here, here's this one. All right, here's this. <laughs> were, were you ever able to listen to all 50 in a row? That's a lot of music. <laughs> it is a lot of music. Um, my favorite songs on the album, I really like Warrior, is a really good, um, is probably my yep. favorite. I yep. mean, his vocal range on, on, uh, um, on Warrior is just, just absolutely absolutely crazy um his guitar work on it is just absolutely amazing i mean that's one thing about richie is he plays pretty much all the instruments on the whole disc outside of a couple drum tracks um and i think maybe one or two bass tracks he uh he does not um uh play on but he does the majority of all the stuff that's 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 on the album and he does a phenomenal job but um, there's so much material on this album. There's so much going on. Like I said, there's different styles. I mean, you know, you can tell he's a huge Stevie Wonder fan. There's a lot of Stevie Wonder influence on this album. You hear a lot of James Brown. You hear a lot of uh, Terrence Trent Darby. Um, just a lot of cool stuff. But if I were to pick, like you asked, um, my favorite songs off each disc, I would have to say on the first disc is either devil's hand or talk yeah um wow i would say stick the knife the opening track uh on the second the knife is my favorite yeah i'll get to pick on the second album on a second disc i'd have to say who um Warrior, yeah. Warrior is probably my favorite on the second disc. And then on the third one, I would probably say either Wide Open or Mountains. Love Mountains. Yeah. Is Same Old Town on the third? Same Old Town is on the third, correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a great song, but, too. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, you're, you're kind of disqualified. I mean, you're supposed to pick one album and you pick the triple. It's under one. It's under one name, though. It's under one name. Don't start your shit. All right. 
Seriously, uh, you, you didn't even God have this. You didn't even have this in the five that you almost made. No. I'm like, seriously, like, dude, come on, fifty fucking songs, Chris. Yeah, that's true. I, two of your top five, I didn't have in my top twenty. I didn't have in my top. Uh, I had one of them in my top twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Three of your top ten I didn't have in my top twenty. So I know that's it, why it, I was so shocked when you were like yeah. saying, "Like I'm like, dude, you don't have Tyler Bryant, you don't have, gosh, I'm trying to remember the other ones that you picked, Larkin Poe, and uh, right. those no, those damn crows you had in your top twenty. Um, Riders Creed, Riders Creed, Creed. Riders Creed, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, you know as I'm looking down, I I I wrote down all of your 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 notes and and or your uh, albums that you picked and and one of the things that I'm really happy about is you know throughout the year you and I would usually have two or three the same you know and that worked out sometimes maybe we had one the same but like there's we've got probably eight nine ten different ones between us. Uh, you know that where I picked one that you did pick, so uh, I'm happy that at least between all the albums discussed, that uh, we've got a a pretty decent cross section of yeah, uh, yeah, we had a, of stuff. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, yeah. I, yeah, I thought that was that was huge. And you know, a lot of these albums, like I said in the previous episode, were maybe released at the end of the quarter, so maybe we didn't get a chance to listen to them and and talk about them. And then because it was so close to the to the new quarter, they weren't mentioned you know, like we wanted right. to. And, and so that's, that's probably what happened with a lot of this stuff, but um, yeah, no, this was a lot of fun. So this was, this why was, don't we go ahead? You know, stuck. What's that? Yeah. No, I would say I, I was struck in looking at my list uh, of how, how I spent a lot of time this year really listening to a lot of, uh, of that dreaded title for you, that stoner rock category. I, a lot of time listening to new bands and, or, or new bands to me and, and uh, a lot of, and I, I don't know the, the it, it's like proggy metal, you know, like uh, Unleash the Archers and stuff like that and bands like that. And so it's funny to me that I, I, it, I made such an effort to listen to that stuff and then I look at my top 20 and it was, it reverted back to bluesy hard rock. Like if that's the overwhelming theme for my top 20, it's bluesy hard rock. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I, yeah. I pushed out, I, I tried, but then, you know, the rubber band snapped me back when all was said and done. So, well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and recap our list for the listeners. And, okay. you know, for my listeners that are going to hear all these albums now as we recap, I would say go listen to at least pick three that, you want to listen yeah. to outside of ACDC and outside of Pearl Jam. Okay. Yeah. Outside yeah. of those, because you know, a lot of the stuff is new and we want you to listen to new music. So disqualify ACDC and Pearl Jam because they're established and you've probably already heard that stuff, but go listen to the, to, to three of these albums that we're going to talk about three or four and let us know what you think. You know, we always want your feedback. We always want to hear what you're listening to and, and how you're absorbing it. Um, before we do a recap, I also want to thank you, Chris, for doing these episodes. You're great to have on. People really do enjoy hearing you and your opinions. Um, you do an awesome job. Um, I know I give you a hard time about your spreadsheets, but you know what? I, I am envious because I need to get that organized. Um, I'd also like to thank other uh, music sites that uh, you know promote new music. You know whether that's 
you know, our friend Terry from across the pond, Anna Stella, um, who does, you know, a great job with what she does. Uh, Robin the Hood does a fantastic yep. job. Uh, the new classic rock of America. Yeah. He does a phenomenal a, job too as well. Yeah. He's a great, great site account. to follow. Yeah, great site to follow. Yeah. Um, I know I'm probably forgetting some, and I do apologize. Uh, who else? Um, Decades of Rock really does a great job. Yep. Um, Susan's music page is great. Um, all the podcasts that talk about you know new music out there, whether it's Rock Savages or um, um, Rock Matters podcast, does a does a phenomenal job. Um, like I said, I know I'm probably forgetting a whole bunch. That doesn't mean I don't appreciate what you're doing, and I will follow up with a post thanking all of you even though i may have forgotten you on the episode i will thank you on the twitter feed and on facebook for what you guys do so that's coming yeah and and, and for christy and her playlist yes and, yes um, christy and I always, yeah and and um uh skylab hey I, he's, he's yes awesome follow um it, not only his musical setup but that guy listens to such a wide range of rock uh, I, I absolutely love it. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've seen a post of his and been like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, I haven't listened to that album in a long time. i got to go throw that on. Uh, so he's, he's a great uh, follower, as, uh, a great person to follow as well, both, both established acts and new acts. He, he, he's on the ball when it comes to new music and uh, old music, so he's a good one to follow. Let me quick uh, just mention some people here. Um, Emerging Rock, Emerging Rock Bands, great site. Great magazine yep. they put out. Indie Music Bus, Indie City Rocks does a great job. Cobra's Fire um, does a fantastic job. Uh, Matthew Bla- or Matthew Wake, um, journalist oh, from Alabama, does a fantastic job. Uh, just awesome. Love love reading his stuff, and you know he's inspired yep. me to listen to a lot of stuff over over the years. Um, who else? Uh, let's see. Um, hmm. Real Sound Chick um, at Real Sound Chick she does an, a fantastic job uh, Ange on Air does a great job too as well um, she's a great follow Junk Sista fan Rock on the Rise uh, Limbo Cast um, Seven Rock Lists you know he does he likes new music Rock, oh, rock yeah. Chat with Trace Infectious Pod. Uh, I'm trying to. There's one that I know. Heavy Rock Show. Heavy Rock Show does an absolute fantastic job as well. And again, if I'm forgetting anybody, it's not intentional, but uh, I definitely will um, make mention of you as well. Like I said, I, I I hope I don't forget anybody. I know I probably did. But just look for the post again, thanking you for doing just a, a tremendous job. Yeah, yeah, you guys turned me on to a lot of music this year, so I appreciate it. Keep it up. All right, so let's do our run through. You want to go first? You want me to go first? How do you want to do it? Why don't I go first? I'll do mine. Then you do yours. Okay. So my number, okay. t- my number twenty or twenty-five, because uh, we're including the five that just made it or just missed, I should say. Neon Coven, Future Postponed. 
the self-titled album from Dirty Shirley from Frontiers Records, Michael Grant and the Assassins, Always the Villain, Magnolia Bayou, Strange Place, Bad Touch, Kiss the Sky. Those are my five that just missed the top 20. Um, Number 20, South of Salem, Sinners Take All. Number 19, Heat, Heat 2, great album. Number 18, Blackwater Conspiracy, Two Tales and the Dirty Truth of Love. Number 17, All Them Witches, Nothing as the Ideal. Number 16, Black Mood, Sunshine. Number 15, Christian Shields, This is Rock and Roll. Number 14, Gorilla Riot, Peach. Number 13, Larkin Poe, Self-Made Man. Number 12, 1000 Mods, Youth of Descent. Number 11, the self-titled album from Crownlands. Number 10, Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves, Sun Via. Number 9, Those Damn Crows, Point of No Return. Number 8, Pearl Jam, Gigaton. Number 7, Riders Creed, Lost Souls. Number 6, Butch Walker, American Love Story. Number 5, ACDC, Power Up. Number 4, Thunder Mother, Heat Wave. Number 3, Tyler Bryant and the the Shakedown, Pressure. Number 2, Massive Wagons, House of Noise. And number 1, Richie Kotzen, 50 for 50. That's a hell of a list. Thank you. That's a hell of a list. Um, So my, I guess, 25 uh, is the Castanovas, Reptilian Overlord. Um, then is Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown's Pressure. Uh, then there's Lost Souls from Writer's Creed. Uh, my 22 would be Northern Lights from Jimmy Cornette and the Dead Men. Uh, 21, those last five being my honorable mentions, Larkin Poe, Self-Made Man. Uh, number 20, Sammy Bowler's Kingdom of the Sun. Number 19, Shape Shifting from Joe Satriani. Number 18, Anybody Out There by Sadler Vaden. Number 17, American Love Story from Butch Walker. Number 16, Tabasco and Sweet Tea by The Cadillac Three. Number 15, Youth of Descent from 1000 Mods. Uh, number 14, the self-titled album from Dirty Shirley. 13, Joe Bonamassa's Royalty. 12 is Strange Place by Magnolia Bayou. Number 11, Those Damn Crows and Point of No Return. Uh, number 10, Blackwater Conspiracy and the really long name, Two Tales and the Dirty Truth of Love and Revolution. Uh, number 9, Kiss the Sky from Bad Touch. Number 8, Dance with the Devil from Blackbird Sons. Uh, number 7 is Sunshine by the Black Moods. Number six, Gigaton from Pearl Jam. Number five, Spirit Rising from Philip Safe. Number four, ACDC's Power Up. Number three, Teach by Gorilla Riot. Number two, Heat Wave from Thunder Mother. And number one, Massive Wagons, House of Noise. Great list. Great list, my friend. Yep. Uh, just, yeah. Um, great stuff. So once a lot again, of money there. Lot, yeah. lot of money in those 25 albums. <laughs> yeah. You know, some of these, some of these, uh, <laughs> physical copies cost money cause they're overseas and they're not sold on Amazon or you got to yeah. pay the shipping when you, ever you order. 
off the band's website. I always try to prefer, I always prefer to order off the band's website. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, it's well worth it when you get a good album before we end, before we end, is there anything, what are you looking forward to the most in 2021 in terms of albums? In terms of albums, oh, that's, um, God, you hit me with one I wasn't prepared for. Off the top of my head, I I, I got to say Aaron Jones. I really want to uh, see what he's going to put out. Really excited um, to see what he's going to be able to provide. That his, He's got a couple songs out there, um, some songs with some other artists, but his single, Take Me Away, is, is such a great sound and tone and, and grit to it. Um, n- not the most positive of songs, um, but but an awesome song nonetheless. So I, I think he, he's definitely an artist that I'm really looking forward to in 2021. Yeah, I would probably what say, about you? yeah, if I, if I, and this is all the stuff that I know that's coming out, um, that I know has an actual release date. Um, I know bands like Dirty Wolf or Dirty Honey and Joyous Wolf, you know, are are recording albums. You know, we just don't know when. But if I would, if I would to pick a handful of albums that I'm really looking forward to, obviously Greta Van Fleet, I'm really excited about. Yep. I'm really excited about the Richie Cotts and Adrian Smith collaboration that is going oh, to be coming. Out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm I'm really really excited about South of Eden, their new album. Hopefully that comes out yep. January, February. Um, Dead Daisies, I'm really looking forward to. And Doomsday Outlaw, I'm really looking forward to yeah. their album too as well. Um, so right off the bat, I know there's other stuff coming. I haven't seen release dates on stuff like the, the bands that I mentioned. I haven't seen release dates with Dorothy or other stuff. But uh, it's going to be a great year for music. And I know... You know, some people, you know, think it's we there's nothing we can do, you know, because things have been shut down, but I still think there's a lot we can do. This is time to really grab an audience, and if we can't grab them because of the live show, and think about it, you know, a lot of youth can't really go to the shows because it's usually 18 and over and whatnot, but you know what? Um, the visual aspect of rock music needs to, needs to take over the videos that you release, the videos that these bands release and the image that they want to put out there is really important now more so than ever. We talked about album covers in this episode. The youth is sitting there with angst and anger. It's time to to, to get them. It's time to hook them. And we will end on that note. Yeah. I'm so glad we're done with this. <laughs> Yeah, totally, dude. I mean, this was, this was, we've been talking about this now for like a good month, over a month. Yeah. And, um, this was fun, but it was a lot of work. Yeah, it, it was, was a, lot, it was of a work. lot of work. It was really a lot of work and a lot of thinking and a lot of, um, it was kind of like something that you enjoy, you know, but it's like, it's like putting together like a, a birthday party, you know? for a, yeah. you know your loved one or a family member and like you're really excited about the party but all the work that goes into it is like a big giant pain in the ass you know yeah now uh, this is good so hopefully um people will listen to this and then tell us 
who, yes. who you know the albums that they really liked. Yes, yeah, you because know, I'm sure I'm sure we missed some. I I, I know we've missed some. So uh, I would like to before we start jumping into the pool of new music for for this year. <laughs> yeah. So please, you know, once you hear this episode, I always post three different uh, different styles of posts with all the links of the podcast below. But if you're listening and you want to chime in with what you thought or you know, if you agree with us on some of the albums or if you checked out an album as a result of these episodes, please let both Chris and I know. We would really appreciate it. Well, Jay, this was fun. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, buddy. Well, thank you again, Chris. You do an awesome job. It's always a pleasure to do these episodes with you. I look forward to doing more in 2021. we got to start getting ready for April and what that will entail. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it and can't wait. So thank you, everyone, for listening. I do appreciate it. That is Chris Corradetti. I'm Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Take care, and we will talk again soon. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.